Everybody, welcome to the Movie Freaks Pod Show, the only podcast on the net that records in green screen, just in case we ever get enough money to make this thing sound worth a damn. <laughs> I'm your host, Eric Moore. And I'm Eugene Weaver. Hey, man, how's it going? Hi. <laughs> we actually have uh, are trying a new recording system here. We have uh, microphones, and we actually might sound somewhat... Uh, maybe professional, maybe. Maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> we're going to try. We're going to try. Of course, we're dealing with internet issues and uh, one thing after another. Technology. Yeah. Okay, let's forget all that. We'll deal with problems if we get to them. If not, yeah. we're here to bring you another rousing round of the movie roulette. That's to right. To start us off. Uh, in our horror special number three of four, sorry. I forgot about that, but... Anyway, movie roulette. Let's start there. Um, last episode, you gave me James Wan's Dead Silence, and I gave you the black comedy Heathers. Um, yes. Do you want to go first, sir? I'll let you go sure. first. Sure. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, Heathers. So, uh, me being the the 80s fan that I am, I uh, have really no excuse uh, that I have not watched this movie until now. But lucky for me, the movie... Uh, roulette exists and uh, because of that I got to pick the movie and and it sounded right up my alley and it was right up my alley um, my biggest thing with the movie is I think I would have liked it even more had I grown up with the movie um, because just watching it now I'm like oh that was a cool 80s movie but I know if I would have watched it a good you know 15 20 years ago it would have been like oh yeah heathers is great i've watched it 20 times um kind of like the wraith as well the wraith is another good example of an yeah. old movie that's really cool uh that i wish that i would have watched back in the day um so anyway but uh heathers christian slater winona reiner uh they, it's it's truly a they don't make them like they used to type of thing because this thing deals with some really out there subject matter mainly uh, murder in the high schools uh, and it's played off as a pitch black comedy uh, the uh, and the comedy does really work it's just bizarro uh, one of my biggest complaints about the movie is it it takes a bit too much of a serious turn towards the end um, but still that's it's doesn't ruin my enjoyment of the movie. Uh, I completely agree. And every time I've watched it, I, I run into that same wall, but it's always like the last, what, 10 minutes or so. It, all, yeah, all of a sudden it yes. got way, way too serious. And you're like, ah, bring back the jokes. I don't know. <laughs> but it didn't kill the movie. It doesn't kill the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fun movie. It's not the best eighties movie that I've ever seen, but uh, I was thoroughly enjoying it the entire way through, and I'm sure that it's one I'll watch again. So that gets a thumbs up from me. Awesome. Um, and on my side, I had Dead Silence, which I, I kind of vaguely remember when this movie came out. I guess, oh boy, synopsis on this one. I vaguely remember when this came out, and at the time, nobody had really knew James Wan. Was this one of his? Was this his first one? Was this? I don't even remember. Uh, this one, I think, was right after Saw. Um, it was. It was like. It was Saw, and then it was. Um, I'm not sure if it was this one or the Kevin Bacon one that came next. Uh, but both of them didn't do that good. But have since found an audience on DVD and Blu-ray and all that stuff. Right. Um. I'm sorry, I'm trying to find a decent synopsis here, but they want to give away the whole entire movie. Plot summary, there we go. Oh, holy crap, it's four paragraphs long. Uh, basically, this town, uh, this, there's a small town and some rich people, and we're following the child of one of the rich families, and there's a history of this, uh, of death and ventriloquism and this old lady Mary Shaw who used to be a ventriloquist and uh, I don't really want to give too much more than that away other than to say that James Wan's kicked off what no less than three 
uh, horror franchises now with Saw and The Conjuring and Annabelle, I guess, would be spun off from that. Yeah, and he's yeah. involved in all of that. Again, and this yeah. would be dead silence. This would make the second, third or so movie that involves dolls. And they're yeah. so freaking creepy. Um, yeah. And this one's no exception. I, I wouldn't say it's the greatest horror movie I've ever seen, but it was an easy breezy. If it was 90 minutes, I mean, it, it, that's all yeah. it felt like. Uh, yeah. def- very freaking creepy. Those dolls are creepy as crap. Had a good... Uh, see, I don't want So much I can't say because I, I don't, don't want to spoil anything, but I'd, I, I, you kind of peg where, where it's going and what's happening here uh but it doesn't it isn't too cliche and um the ending surprised me let's put it that way uh the very the very very ending i was like oh that was cool i didn't didn't uh, really see that happening um so yeah i definitely am giving this a thumbs up um that one has is really good to watch uh with the lights out turned up really loud because it it relies on the you know the creepy element of surprise and the the startling jumps and uh uh loud they he relies a lot on the loud noises kind of like he does in insidious and to a certain extent conjuring as well and the yeah you're right and the way i sold this one actually and i thought this one was lighter on horror than those so and the way i was selling it to some friends online was that this is more like a murder mystery thriller with a handful of really effective jump scares thrown in and there were times where yeah. you could tell you could tell it's coming and you're right you need to have it cranked up and i yeah. was turning it down because <laughs> i was yeah. like here it comes it's coming i just know it so uh but anyway that one definitely gets a thumbs up for me i'll that's a good. that was a that was a good, good. flick not again, not like the greatest but, thing. I'd probably give it a solid seven, seven and a half, somewhere in that ballpark. Okay, so now that we've had two successful uh, uh, picks there and one roulette, that was uh, it feels like we we're about the same score on those two. That was e- either way, I count a thumbs up as a good pick. So yeah, that was that was thumbs up. Let's get into our picks for the next episode, and we chose to do a blind roulette um, since. I just did a review. I'll let you go ahead and present first, sir. Okay. So, um, my choices for you are, um, and I, I picked three that I thought sounded really good, and I did a little bit of, of searching, and the reviews all seem to be uh, very positive. Um, but, you know, that's the blind roulette. You never know. Um, the first one is from 2013, starring Jesse Eidelberg, uh, The Double. Um, a clerk in a government agency finds... His uh, unenviable life takes a turn for the horrific with the arrival of a new co-worker who is both his exact physical double and his opposite. Confident, charismatic, and seductive with women. So there's the double. Um, I think it sounds really cool, unique. It does, not um, um, that movie was directed by uh, one of the guys from the IT crowd. Uh, do you... You never watched oh. that show, did you? you yeah, I, Richard... I'm not even sure how to pronounce his last name. Um, I, uh, I'm not even sure how to pronounce it. He was it. in that... Um, <laughs> I know him from the IT crowd, which was a show that I've been trying to get you to watch, which is fantastic. Okay. Um, you would know him from a movie called The Watch. You remember oh, The Watch? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the black guy with the afro. He directed that? Yes. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is hysterical. Okay, well, interesting. Well, I'll so th- there's your there's your first pick. Second okay. pick is a movie called The Conspiracy, uh, and the cover on at least on on uh, Netflix looks so cool. Is that the Abraham Lincoln? Uh, no, the Conspiracy is from 2012. Uh, documentary about conspiracy theorists takes a horrific turn after the filmmakers uncover. After the filmmakers uncover an ancient and dangerous secret society. Oh, that's not... Oh, I was thinking of the conspirators. My Because the yeah. conspirators was on your <laughs> blind roulette last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, um, so it cool. sounds really cool. Yeah, it sounds... And again, it's another one that gets really, really good reviews. Um, and I, I have a feeling that could be a gem in the rough. Nice. So... Um, and then number three, just keep it on rolling here, is... Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm throwing this back up there on the blind roulette because I... Again, I, it sounds good, and neither of us have watched it yet, and that is Haunter. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> um, which that oh, was uh, one of the previous roulettes that you did not select, but I'm just I'm throwing that back out there too. So all three of those I think are going to be probably pretty good. But I'm gonna t- I'm gonna I'm gonna, this is easy because I'm gonna take Haunter uh, because. One, one of us needs to see it, and it's the only one of those three that I would not watch necessarily on my own. So gotcha. I need I need that push to get okay. me to watch it. That's it. I'm watching it. Okay, good that, deal. That conspiracy one, I was unaware of that one, but now that you've turned me on to it, it's getting added. And trust me, the, the reviews sound great. The cover is cool, and like that could be a, one of those gems in the rough right there. I agree. Okay, for you, sir, I have three categories. Oh, I've, I've, I've got a lot of blind stuff on my, <laughs> okay. so I need to help. I need help wading through this stuff. Okay. All right. Uh, first off I have fun documentaries. Uh, secondly, we have, um, safe drama thriller. Now that is, I haven't seen them, but they all strike me as PG 13 or if there are, it's not blood and guts. Horror. Okay. It's the kind of stuff that would be sort of safe. Okay. And lastly, the mystery box. Oh, man. <laughs> the mystery That's... box again. Oh, you want that again? Okay. No, no, no. Well, no, oh. I'm just, I'm just, I'm saying the mystery box again. Great. Oh. Safe. I'll give you this with the fun documentaries. There, it's, there's nothing dry in there. They, they will all be, should be some level of like, just fun. Uh, Safe doc or the and the safe drama thriller again, all could be. I don't know. I don't know what to think of them, man. I got so much blind, and the mystery box is just freaking random. <laughs> okay. Um. Damn it. I'm gonna go with mystery box again. Okay. First off, I have a movie starring Jesse Eisenberg called The Double. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um. Uh. The next one is I. It's funny. I'm also throwing another one back on there because I think it sounds cool, and neither one of us have seen it. It's called The Last Days. Yep, I remember that one. Okay. Uh, uh, what was the plot synopsis? Again, I don't have a plot synopsis. It's a post-apocalyptic something or other. Yep. And lastly, uh, this one you might have already seen: uh, Witching and Bitching. Oh no! Uh, that one. Oh man, I almost added that one, and then instead of that, I put Haunter on there. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, uh, Daily Iglesia, I believe. Uh, something Alec- Alexia Daily Iglesia. Yes, that's it. Yep. I've seen some of his other uh, Day of the Beast, and there's some other thing. He's a Spanish director. Yeah. Um, and I've seen some of his other stuff, and it's just weird, dark. And I know that one there is more geared for kids. Actually, as as strange as that may seem, that movie is actually more of a family. A family horror movie. Wow, family. it doesn't look like it. But. I know, but if you read the synopsis, I'm like, and they actually say it's more geared for family entertainment. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, um, you know what? Because it's such a bizarro thing that we picked the double, both of us. I'm going to go with the double. Wow. All right. Sweet. Yeah. Yep. Um, but th- those were all three ones that I would probably want to give a shot to. But the double, just because um, I'm like, oh, that sounds so good. I'm I'm going to watch that sometime. But uh, but now's the chance. Now's my opportunity. So I really, really encourage you to add the IT crowd to your watch list. There's only like three seasons, and they're every the episodes are really short. It's kind of like a British, um, even nerdier than The Office. Cause it's, oh wow! Uh, it's the IT crowd. You know, it's the people that fix the computers. It's freaking. It's a little dated, but it's freaking hilarious. A little date, a little dated, or maybe just a little under budgeted. Let's put it that way. You can tell it was a low budget, but it is so damn funny. Me and the wife have watched the whole series at least twice now. Wow. Well, if you if you like that that director and that actor, I guess um, you really should watch the watch. I've seen it three times now, and it is it's hilarious. It's gory alien invasion movie played for laughs. I know you're not a big Ben Stiller fan, but it, no, it's it's not even that that put me I, more of a less of a Jonah Hill fan than anything else. Yeah, that's else. true. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, that was one that I was like, that is prime Netflix. Like, yeah, I'll wait for Netflix on that one if it. You know, I I don't know. I'd get around to watching it. I just don't want to pay and go to the theater yeah. and that, that whole experience. Yeah, yeah. But that would be one that if it would ever come up to uh, on Netflix, and if you haven't watched it, that'll be on a roulette. Trust me, because that's one I would love to hear your opinion on. We'll get around to it. <laughs> Okay. 
moving right along, let's get into... Um, now, for our first two episodes, one of our listener emails, Messi, emailed us and asked about the uh, what our opinion of the best horror of the last 10 years. And we had so much fun doing that that we decided, why not keep it going and let's do the last 20 years. Now, these are really broken up and not in a good direct order, but I felt like that's kind of made it more interesting. And since we did it that way to answer her question, I figure we just go and keep, yep. keep going in that uh, respect. That way there's not big shifts on, you know, from 80 to 90, yeah. 90 to 2000. So we'll just keep going with the way that we've been going. And so uh, the next five years on our list here would have been would be 94 to 98, and then next pod we'll do 99 to 03. And then I actually had so much fun doing that, I said, why don't we just keep it going? <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great idea. And you know what? Maybe even when we're done with the horror section, we could even tackle another genre and... I see agree. how that plays out. I think that'd be cool. Like a science fiction, I think we'd have... Although some science fiction, I think, trickles over a little bit into this. But that'd be cool if we would do, like, complete I, non-horror and just focus on science fiction or I fantasy agree. or action or something like that. I agree. I agree. And I, I completely agree. Anyway, we're definitely going to be doing this probably all through November. It'll just be our little horror double month. Anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's start off with uh, 1994. Okay. It, um, why don't you do 1994 and, and uh, you start us off. Okay. Uh, I had three for 1994. One I am sure that you have in there. Uh, maybe two. I have um, two. Okay. And then the third one I had, which I'll get into that a little bit uh, after the first two. Uh, the reason I put that on there is I want to keep – I want to try to include as many um, – as many ones that maybe have gone a little bit more under the radar just so that it's not like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that was a big movie. And yeah, I get it. I remember that movie well, in the theaters, but you know, also more... another thing too, when Missy was looking for was the uh, under, under known, unknown, more, more of the underground kind of stuff. And we answered her question. That was the last 10 years. Yeah. I put, I put all the horror that I like in here. If you yeah. got horror that you like, Let's just go for it. We're discussing it. I, okay. I haven't too big, too little, whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Okay. Well, for me, first one, the 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 best one from 1994 is by far the best one is In the Mouth of Madness from John Carpenter. Absolutely agree. Yeah, uh, that was not only the best from 1994. That's one of his very best movies ever. And if you're a John Carpenter fan and you have not seen this movie. What is wrong with you? It is so good. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I love um, that movie. Yeah, it holds up so well. It's such an, a unique, original story. It's scary. It's got a lot of fantasy elements thrown in there. Uh, some H.P. Lovecrafty type things going on, and uh, a really gloomy, doomy ending, which I thoroughly go for in certain movies like this. It, it really works in this one, though. This isn't one where you're like, oh, oh, and now I feel dead. Like, when I see that ending, even for the first time, I was like, oh, my gosh, that ruled so hard. Yep, me um, too. But, uh, and I'm sorry I'm interrupting, but the one thing I want to throw in about this is that the first, this was one of the very first horror movies I saw. I didn't, I came to horror very late. Um, and the first, like, third of this has a lot of elements of, your standard horror movie with yeah. the, the axes in the alleyway and gross yeah. and you're like ooh, and then from about the halfway point it starts twisting and turning and becomes a whole nother animal that i think even non-horror fans despite all the gore could get into i think so too i do it's it's got a lot of fantasy stuff in there that that if you can get through some of the more horror stuff and it's not it's not like it's this hard hardcore horror movie it's not but it's just it is a horror movie but it they throw Carpenter throws so many uh, fantasy. I don't want to give too much away, but but alternate reality type stuff going on in there. It's it's so so good. So I agree. Good. Um, okay, well, moving on. Next up for me is Wes Craven's New Nightmare, and that would be my number two as well. Yeah, I figured that would be in there. That was uh, other than the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I think that is the best uh, movie about Nightmare on Elm Street, or from that whole series. Uh, it's a fresh, unique take, and I'm not a huge Wes Craven fan, honestly. It's he has a couple of good movies, but he's got more crap than good, in my opinion. Uh, I but, would tend to agree, and I, the, one of the reasons I love New Nightmare is that it's it's my trilogy of Nightmare on Elm Street, which is one, three, and New Nightmare. Yeah, and those, yeah, those are the best ones of the bunch, right there. But it, it that those three make such a good tight arc for the yeah. whole story. It's just 
I loved it. Anyway, yeah, I, yeah, especially with with the Nancy character being in all three of those. So her her basically her story arc is all in all three of those. That's, That's her. Right, right. Yeah. So, but big thumbs up. Good movie. I love the special or the uh, makeup effects for her, uh, for Robert Englund in that they they redid the Freddy Krueger makeup effects, and he's more of he's more of this dark demon looking thing instead of the burn victim Freddy Krueger. He's more of this dark entity, and I think that's so cool. Completely agree. Yeah. And then my last movie of two thousand or of uh, nineteen ninety four is uh, Night of the Demons Part Two. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I don't even think I've seen that one. Oh, it's good. It's it's that is a great. Um, it wasn't direct to video. I mean, it was had a big enough budget. It actually played in limited release. Uh, but it it really is a cool movie. It's fun. Uh, kind of making fun of itself type of thing before that was kind of the cool thing to do. But if, if you're a fan of the original night of the demons, which that's got a big cult following, uh, this is a very worthy follow up to the original night of the demons, uh, good special effects, cool story, comedy. It's your typical mid nineties horror movie. Um, but I've watched that numerous times and I always have fun with it. It's, it's definitely one of those that if you haven't seen it, I would urge you to go check it out. Now, is the Night of the Demons the first one? Was that the one in the movie theater? No, that's no, that's the uh, Italian movie Demons. Okay. This one, yeah, this one here is uh, the original Demons, or I'm sorry, the original Night of the Demons is uh, basically this Halloween party where they go to this haunted house and they unleash these spirits in the house. And the original is a total '80s cult classic, and the the sequel tries to emulate that, but it's now in the '90s, and so it has that '90s feel. But it's it. It really is a a good movie. And if you like the original Night of the Demons, you, there's I can't imagine you wouldn't like the sequel. It's really really good. Cool. So, um, okay, is that all for ninety four? That's it for me. <laughs> it's gonna take forever. Okay, I know. Okay. I that's know. all right. That's all right. Ninety five. I have four from nineteen ninety five. How about you? I've got three. Okay, we'll see where we meet up. Uh, first off, I have Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight. Yep, that was my first one. <laughs> uh, me too. I love that movie, and I remember watching it with you on Laserdisc. I was going to say, yep. maybe VHS even before that. We've watched that movie a lot. Both of us love that movie. That's such a sweet horror, but kind of fun, campy horror. Um, that's, I don't know, it's just easy and fun to enjoy. Uh, next I have uh, The Prophecy. Ah, uh, that's my second one. <laughs> yep. I figure we're going to line up on a lot of these because it's it's not as recent. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Christopher Walken, angels versus demons kind of thing, and it's it's great. That's actually one of my wife's all time favorite movies. She loves that movie. Uh, next, I have Species. Oh, I almost put that on there, but I I didn't because I'm like that's almost too science fictiony. But but you know it's it's, still... it's a fair argument. But I was like, oh, it's kind of you know things ah whatever. I I was getting real liberal because I was having so fu- so much fun picking these. <laughs> yeah, but it's a fun kind of alien slash horror movie where this alien comes down and gets naked and seduces guys and kills them and go on and so on and so on and so on. Anyway, yeah. Um, and then the last one I have is more of an honorable mention because I think it gets hated too much, and that's John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. That's my third one. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> it yes, bad acting aside, I and remake aside, I still enjoy the movie, and it, it's got some great moments in it. And part of me just loves to see Superman out there walking around, not being Superman. I know. Yep, Christopher, yeah, and that was his last starring role in a movie, was uh, Village of the Damned, before he had his accident. Mm. So. That's all I have for 95. Okay, 96, for me, I've got four from 1996. I have two, but I believe there were a couple that I left off because I was like, oh, Eugene will have it so we can talk about it. Okay, (laughs) alright. I'm going to get the first one out of the way, uh, and you... This one here, I'm I can't imagine you would have on it, but I I wanted to throw that on here. And it's not my favorite movie, but I had a good time with it back when it came out, and it really redefined uh, it. It it changed the horror landscape when it came out. Uh, it was a huge, huge, huge hit, and it it a whole subgenre started because of this movie, and that's uh, Scream, Wes Craven's Scream. Uh, yeah, I just didn't even bother adding it. It's yeah. it's a good movie, and it's um, I own it. Uh, it's the only Scream movie I own (laughs) yeah yeah 
Uh, it's and it, it. I'm sure it's dated by now, but back then it was very unique and fresh and original, and uh, it it really worked back then. Uh, but because it was so influential and it 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 changed the way horror movies were made for quite a while here in the United States, I wanted to include that on there because that was that was a big movie. Fair enough, and it's not so much that it's dated now; it's just that it's been uh, parodied to death. I know it has. You, you can't even take it serious now. But when it came out, it, yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, second up uh, for me is the Frighteners. Yep, I uh, have that. Peter Jackson's the Frighteners. That was uh, that was Peter Jackson basically showing what he can do with a low budget and his own uh, special effects company, and that was the movie that got him the Lord of the Rig- Rings gig. Um, it didn't do the greatest, but it is a cool movie. I think that thing is fantastic. Oh, that movie kicks so much ass, and I don't even yeah. know... I mean, it, Even its horror status is debatable, because it's not really all that scary. No, it's uh, not, I know. But it is dealing with ghosts and supernatural stuff, and I am a sucker for Michael J. Fox. I absolutely yeah. love the guy. I always have. So. And Jake Busey was such a Ugh. sick, great villain in that thing. I thought he was awesome in that. that. That movie is so awesome, and it's one that I actually didn't rent for a long time, because of when I wasn't really into horror, and the cover just screams horror. And then I actually got around to watching it and was like, this is barely even yeah. qualifies. It's, it's, and it's so full of funny moments that are... Yeah. Uh, there's one moment where uh, he's sitting there eating a bowl of cereal, Michael J. Fox, talking to some ghosts, buddies of his. Yes. And, and then they say something and he goes, holy shit, and throws the bowl of cereal out the window of the house as he takes off. And it's such a quick moment that most people don't even realize. He just threw a whole bowl of cereal out the window. It makes... <laughs> seriously has brought me to tears laughing. I love that moment so much. Yeah, that was back when Peter Jackson, I mean, that was back when he was still... <laughs> when he made movies that didn't have uh, elves, elves and dwarves in them. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, okay, so moving on here, um, the biggie, I'm going to save the biggest one for last. Uh, the last one I... Uh, the the, the other obvious one, that, one. Yeah, the obvious one I'm going to save for last. But then the, another one that... Uh, really got buried and shouldn't have because it is such a good movie. One of my favorite werewolf movies, and that's Bad Moon. Oh, I didn't... Oh, I missed that. My bad. Yeah. I, I would have given that an honorable mention nod because, um, again, I'm trampling all over you, but um, while it's not the greatest movie in the world by any stretch, it has, in my opinion, probably the coolest werewolf ever. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I agree. And it's such a fast-paced movie. I think 80 minutes long. Uh, Mariel Hemingway is in it. And uh, it's just such a cool movie. A, a dog, uh, the, her dog knows that something something is up with her. I think her her brother moves in with them, and the dog, the German Shepherd, knows something's up. And it's just it's a cool, fast paced little werewolf movie. It's it, it it works. It I agree. And the funniest moment of that movie is when he's getting back at the dog who's now been uh, chained up for oh, being, yes. being loose. So he goes out to by his doghouse and pees all over it and looks at him and is snickering <laughs> yep yep that I, I actually saw that movie up in canton it played in for it played for one week at the theaters up here and uh cousin of mine went and i and i went up and we watched it and i'm like wow i actually saw that movie in the theater which it doesn't even seem like that would get a theatrical release but I, it did i bought a four pack of of werewolf movies uh about a year ago just because bad moon was one of them and I watched it again, boy. I, I and I came away thinking that had to be made for TV. I know it, it has that feeling, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. No. Okay. So moving on, the last one I have is obviously from Dust Till Dawn. Yep. Yeah. Um, not just one of the best, not one of the best movies from '94 to '98, but that's one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. I completely agree. That yeah. way, if you haven't seen that movie, then. You're probably not a fan of this show, so yeah, get and on it's, it. It's what's weird is that movie is how old now? I mean, that thing is getting up there, and it still feels as fresh and new as as any horror movie I can think of. Uh, it's it works so well. Ninety six and two years, it'll be twenty years old. Wow, it just everything about it the 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 writing, the effects, the comedy, it, it the the fact that there's two movies in one. Basically, it's a crime caper thing that turns into all out horror. And those are those are some of my favorite movies, the ones that totally shift genre midway. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, okay, okay. well, that's 96. Okay, 97 is a big is the big one for me. I have seven movies. 
I've got four, and I would guess that every one of them, positive every one of them is on I, your list. I would guess. First off, is the big the big one would be Alien Resurrection. Yep, me too. Which, in at the time, I was so blown away by it. I was like, this is, the only one that's better than this is maybe Alien 2. Like, this is so great. And then after many, many rewatches, it's gotten knocked down quite a bit. Yeah. Um, still like it, but eh. Um... I'm trying to save, trying to trying to peg ones that aren't on your list. I'll save for last. Next, I, I and this one was a debatable horror, but I figured it has the devil in it, so I'm gonna throw it in there. And that's the Devil's Advocate. That's in there. <laughs> ah, nice. I saw that was one that I actually snuck into because we were bored. We thought we were going to see a lawyer movie. We just wanted to kill a couple hours. And then it's all Al Pacino being all devil and stuff. And wow, is that a good movie? If you yes, haven't seen is. it, definitely check that one out. Yeah, that would be um, another one. I would I would put that under movies for non horror fans. You don't have to be a horror fan to enjoy that movie. I don't think. Completely agree, and I it's a fantastic movie. Uh, another big one, Event Horizon. Yeah, that's uh, on there for me. Another one that I saw in theater, expecting science fiction, and came out way more horror than science fiction. Even though, the, uh, I don't know. I guess it's both. But my lord, is that movie full of horror? Yeah. And, Supposedly, there's a pretty big director's cut that's out there that has never seen the light of day. I wish somebody would let it go. I know. Um, Mimic. Uh, Mimic, is that on there? Uh, no, I I uh, hesitated on that one, and then just because my list was getting so long, that's one that I had cut. I hesitated as well, because it's not the greatest movie, but it's still a fun movie. Creature, kind of creature feature, Guillermo del Toro. Um so, if you haven't seen that one, check it out. It's worth a watch. Uh, now, the next one, I really, really love. Uh, the Relic. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the last one on my 1997 list. Oh, you missed two, then. That's okay. <laughs> 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 two that I've watched with you. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yes. Um, the Relic, uh, monster in a museum, kind of. But a very interesting story behind it. I Good movie, check it out. Uh, Wishmaster. Ah, I almost put that on there, and I I didn't just because I'm like, eh. I got a so I know, but I got a soft spot for Wishmaster because while it's and I bought like a three I bought like a three pack of them. <laughs> yep. So I, I think I've seen three or four of them. I think I've seen pretty much all of them, but and the first one's the best. And while it's still pretty piss poor, the whole uh, concept idea behind it. Is still very intriguing to me, and I kind of entertained by it. So yeah. it kind of kind of freaks me out. So I, I like it. Um, and then the last one is a very underseen direct-to-video kind of gem, and I watched it with you up in Canton at a friend's house when we went to like Hollywood Video and just rented stuff. Campfire Tales. Oh, I almost put that one on there too, but I'm like, ah, no one's, eh, whatever. <laughs> no one's seen it. And, it, you know, honestly, it's been so long since I've seen it, I barely remember it. But I just remember that there were some scenes in there that really creeped me out. And I kind of remember really liking it. Yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. The first one with the with the couple in the camper. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, that was a good, that's a good anthology movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anyway, that's it for 97. Did I miss anything? Nope. Okay, 98 for you. Okay, 98 has uh, one, two, three, four, five of them for me. I would guess that uh, at least a couple of them are. There's one or two that I will be surprised if you've I have, seen. I have four, and I'll bet three of them 100% are on your list. Okay, well, we'll get the obvious one out of the way. Deep Rising is yes. I'm sure on there. Yep. Uh, creature on a cruise ship and comedy and gore and horror and sci-fi all come together perfectly. Watch the movie if you haven't seen it. It is great. I agree. Yeah. Um, uh, next up, Bride of Chucky, which, in my opinion, is yep. the best uh, yep. Yep. of the Chucky movies that's, of all of them. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. That was a good movie. Yes, it is. Um, next up for me, uh, Halloween H2O. I thought that that was, uh, other than, I mean, it's not my favorite Halloween movie, but it holds up very, very well. I like the fact that, that in that one, the whole Laurie Strode, uh, story arc comes full circle. You know what? I should have added that one. I saw Halloween H2O and I thought it was the one with the rapper who punches him in the throat. Oh, uh, no, no. That thing sucked. No, okay. this is the yeah, this is the one with Josh Hartnett. Okay, and, uh, I should have added that one. My bad. That, that would have made my list as well. Because yeah, that was a good movie. Um, I, that would have been part of my, that would have been my Halloween trilogy. One, two, and that. Yeah, yes. Because those three go perfectly together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, that's that really does hold up well. It's not the best Halloween movie, but it really is an enjoyable closer to the Laurie Strode saga. Yeah, yeah. and it's weird how 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 Jamie Lee Curtis's character brings a certain it elevates that that movie or even that series. It's like it just adds more of a professional feel to the movie for some reason. Uh, so Agreed. anyway. Um, and then uh, I also have John Carpenter's Vampires. I see that's the one I didn't think that you would add. I I added it because I I dig the movie. Yeah. Well, rewatching it, it originally I I saw it with you in the theater. I think you and Jason. Yeah. Yeah. And um, John Carpenter's Vampires. Uh, it it really it it's a fun movie. It's not his best movie, uh, but James Woods is good in it. It's got some cool effects and it moves at a pretty good clip. The main vampire is cool. Um, I dug it. I completely agree. I, and it's, as you said, it's, it's not his best by a long shot. And actually, what was the last great Carpenter movie? Because the stuff he's made recently has all been meh. Even yeah, I Ghost, agree. Ghost of Mars, I'm sure we'll get to later, but eh. It yeah. has its moments and it's worth a watch, but eh. Um, yeah. But it, it also made my list. Now, wait, actually, are you done with 98? There's one you missed. I have, I have one more, okay. and I'm positive that it's not on your list, but it's one that I wanted to include because I think that all fans of low-budget uh, ingenuity type, like just trying to make a movie, should watch. And that is, it, it came out before the Blair Witch Project, and it is very similar to the Blair Witch Project, and it's called The Last Broadcast. Um, what the hell was that? Last oh broadcast. man, it's uh, it's this film crew goes out to try and film the Jersey Devil, and and it, it bad things happen, and so the 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 narrator of this this found footage movie, he's narrating and he's explaining what the Jersey Devil is and what these filmmakers were trying to do, and he's there's they found footage, they found old film whatever at the scene, so he's trying to put it together, clean up the video, and make so that you can see like what attacked them. And it is really good. The first time I watched that, I was so scared. It scared the shit out of me. Uh, and it, it really holds, I mean, it's, back in the day, I had never really seen anything like that, that this, the whole found footage thing. And it really scared me. And it was, it's just, a, it's a cool, well done movie, um, made on a shoestring budget, but it works. And I highly recommend trying to check that thing out. I, I feel like, like the title makes me feel like I've seen it, but the, the description, I have no idea. It doesn't sound familiar at all. I, yeah. Oh, man, that's weird. I don't know. I, I'll have to look into that see if I haven't seen it. Uh, okay, the only one I have from 1998 that you missed, and this is a big one. Um, Hideo Nakata's Ringu, the one that oh. started the J-horror craze. Wow, how did I miss that? I don't know, but we're going to be getting into a lot of J-horror in this part oh, and the next, my yes friend. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. <laughs> I, I agree. That's coming. Soon. Um, <laughs> um, but the orig- this was uh, there was a remake called The Ring. We'll be talking about that next pod. Uh, but the original, man, I remember watching it with you for the first time. It was oh. one that you bought, blind bought, on eBay. And we're like, I hear this thing is scary as hell. You gotta let's I, I let's watch it. You know, I want us to experience it at the same time. And holy shit! Yeah. I mean, by today's standards, might not be quite as shocking because people are kind of used to the ghost J horror thing. Uh, but at the time, there was nobody had ever seen anything like that, and absolutely pant pissing terrifying like a couple of girls holding each other <laughs> yeah well, i remember we, we paused that thing a couple times to go out and have a smoke just <laughs> just uh, like okay let's just take a breather here yeah, because <laughs> that was beyond horrifying yeah that was great oh so anyway that's gonna wrap up this round of best horror of the last 20 years um next episode we will get into 1999 through 2003 and in that session we have the year 2002 where i have no less than 13 picks so wow stay tuned because there is a lot of good horror coming up um so anyway let's move on to our horror picks of the week now we've been doing uh for episode one and two of our horror month we did uh we came together and picked horror movies together 
one, we had House of the Devil, two, we had The Burning, and then it was like, you know what, it, it's not that we were disagreeing, because we weren't, it was just, we were looking at our list of movies that we need to promote, and it was like, we have too many, we need to both bring one so we can bring more to the table. Yeah. Uh, so we each have a horror pick of the week of the pod, I'm going to let you go first. Okay, um, my horror movie of the week is one of my all-time favorite horror movies. It's 1979's Lucio Fulci's Zombie. Classic. Classic. Uh, it's, it's true. To me, it is about the best example of the Italian horror movie from the uh, early 80s, late 70s. It's, there's only a couple others that come close um, or tie that as far as the as this is what European horror looked like back then. Some of the other ones would, would be Lucio Fulci's own The Beyond, City of the Living Dead, uh, and then Dario Argento's Suspiria, Deep Red, Tenebrae. Those are prime examples of what Euro horror looked like back in the late 70s and into the early 80s. And they were, they were I don't want to say reigning supreme because there was tons of good stuff coming out of the United States at the time, but uh, they were firing on all cylinders as far as just making intensely graphic movies and nightmarish movies. Um, the, the Beyond and Suspiria are two of three movies, maybe four, that I consider to be nightmares caught on film. Is what I like to call them. Where it's, yeah, they're movies, but it's almost more of a, I feel like I'm watching someone's bad dream. Uh, the Beyond, Suspiria are both like that, and then also Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and to a lesser extent, House of a Thousand Corpses, the more I watch that, the more it just feels like that is a nightmare to me. Like, that's, it's so bizarro. Um, and the Amer those American movies, lesser so than The Beyond and Suspiria. But anyway, I'm, that's rabbit trailing. Focusing on Zombie. Uh, Zombie was, it was supposed to be, quote unquote, a sequel to George Romero's movie. Although the script, from what I hear, was actually written before uh, Dawn of the Dead. Uh, but they just, it was kind of one of those capitalizing on a success story, which would be Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Uh, but this one here takes place on a Caribbean island, and uh, the special effects in it uh, are are just so hardcore, still hold up to this day. Uh, in fact, that that effects artist, I don't have his name in front of me, DeRosia is, I believe, his last name, but he's done effects for uh, Hot Tension, also known as High Tension, uh, he is like he is one of the masters of splatter cinema, do, doing such if so effective, uh, such effective effects. Uh, the movie itself isn't that scary, but it is filled with a constant sense of doom, of just impending doom the whole way through. The location, the way the zombies look in the movie, it's just, it's just, you, it's just something about it. It just feels like everybody is doomed in this thing. Um, the actors are your typical Euro actors that are, are in all of Fulci's other movies and in a, a lot of other Italian productions, and all their voices are dubbed for the most part. But it just, I love the movie. It's one of those, they don't make them like that anymore. Um, it's extremely, extremely graphic. Um, I watched it, the first time I watched it was on VHS, and I had, I had really, other than Zombie, the other, only other movie that I had seen that was that hardcore was The Evil Dead. Uh, and then Zombie came along, and it was just like, oh, man, this is brutal. And it still is brutal. This is. was made in 79. So It is, and um, I came to it much later than you did, uh, through you, obviously. Uh, and you're, I mirror pretty much everything you said, except I, I might say the uh, effects are... Uh, they definitely hold up as far as um, getting across what they're meant to do, and that is to just jar the crap out of you. Uh, but they are like primitive effects. They yeah. are they are very in screen. There ain't no CGI blood here. Um, no, it's a very very real uh, ways of doing it. But it, and and in effect are insanely more grosser because of it. Yeah, um, but they can make a you know such a thing as it's not bodies exploding all over the place, but they could just have a say a splinter poking in an eye and it's yes. just the grossest you want to throw up it's the grossest thing yeah. you've ever seen <laughs> yeah or even just like a zombie biting into someone's flesh it's like you know it, it, it's like okay that kind of looks fake but it's they make it so gross 
and blood just flies everywhere. It's just like, oh, and the, and the blood back then, it's not the staged blood that they use now. The no. staged blood back then was something about it that just made it look grosser for some reason. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah, it's, and I'm not going to give a synopsis of the movie. It's, I mean, the movie's zombie, and it's set on an island. You know what the movie's about. But if you're at all a fan of really graphic, gory movies, and you want to see what was going on in, in Europe at that time, that's what was going on in Europe. That's that was the stuff that was selling over in Europe, and they have huge cult followings. I am one of those people that have that love and adore these movies, and right. will watch them year in year out. So that's my review. That's yeah. my movie of the week. That's good. I need and I need to see that one again. It's been too long. Um, okay, over to me. Uh, my pick actually of the week is one that I feel doesn't get enough praise, and that is. From 2001, from director Kiyoshi Kurosawa, no relation to Akira Kurosawa, don't make that mistake, although it does have a lot of the same feelings as an Akira Kurosawa film, and that is uh, Cairo, otherwise known as Pulse. Um, this movie was remade uh, for American stupid audiences, but don't go watch that movie because it sucked balls. Oh, horrible. It was horrible. Anyway, the original is a bloody fantastic film um the synopsis after one of their friends commits suicide strange things begin happening to a group of young tokyo residents one of them sees visions of his dead friend in the shadows on the wall while another another's computer keeps showing strange ghostly images uh is their friend trying to contact them from beyond the grave or is there something much more sinister going on and one of the things i love about this movie is that it doesn't pull any punches it's got so much going on it's got a couple of different storylines one is very intimate with close group of friends the second is more worldwide and this is a 2001 so the internet is not what it is today it, not everybody had it one of the storylines is a guy hooking his computer up to this intranet and trying <laughs> to figure it out you know it's very basic so it's but you know back in 2001 it wasn't as big you know it 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 was relevant to the time, um, so it still kind of works. But the the scares are relative to Ringu, like we talked about earlier, where it's like I've never really seen anything like that before. And they're they're you know when they're coming, and you can't look away. And when it still happens, it you still about piss your pants. There's one scene I was just watching this movie the other day because I wanted to rewatch it for the pod. I didn't get all the way through it. Uh, but there's one scene that I got to, and I'm watching this in the afternoon, plenty of lights on, and I don't even have it loud, and it still creeped me the hell out, where a girl ghost figure walks down a hall, but she moves very fluid like she's swimming, and almost ethereal. It's hard to explain, but it was so nothing that... It was like, why is this scaring the shit out of me? I don't know why. Like, there is nothing super crazy going on. She's just walking down a hallway and waving her arms in a weird manner and bending down. Every move she made just was like, holy crap! I holy crap! I'm gonna I'm gonna crap my pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember that part. Yeah, and, and nothing even gory or horrific came from it. It just, it, it's all about ghosts. Yeah, this sounds stupid, but it's all about kind of ghosts using the internet to kind of say, hey, the end of the world's coming. Or maybe just there's no more room in hell and the dead are trying to walk again. I, you know, it, it's it's kind of vague. But by the end of this movie, um, it, it, I like that it, it didn't... Uh, it didn't dick around with just, oh, we're just focused on one family, or we're focused on one person, or, you know, one family's horror, one person's horror. It's the whole world's horror by the time it's all over. Yep. And, man, uh, do you remember the water tower? That's, the, like, my favorite part of the whole movie. Uh, That's crazy. Horrific. I mean, when, yeah. and but it's the simple things like that that were still kind of non-gory. Yeah. That, that really made me love this movie because it can be so terrifying and when you really look at it nothing's not that much has happened it's it's not the kind of thing where you're like oh just leatherface who's wearing another person's sawed off face just sawed a woman in half do you see the terror you know it's it's like this girl just walked down a hallway you 
have lost control of your bowels, do you see the terror? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Immensely, immensely, immensely effective direction and writing and and stuff like that where it's like we're, we're not even showing you carnage and it still is like, Mommy, I, I need my blanket, Mommy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. So if you haven't seen that movie, definitely, definitely check it out. It's called Cairo with a K, K-A-I-R-O, A-K-A Pulse. But do not watch the American version because that sucked so bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and ruined yeah. everything I loved about it. But anyway, stay, hang around for next week. We got another week where we're both going to bring another uh, great horror movie that you guys need to watch. Yeah. Um, yep. So, are you ready to move on to what? Recently watched? I am, yes. Okay. okay. Go for it. Okay. Uh, for recently watched, for me, one of the main ones that I would like to hit on, uh, in fact, if I don't get to anything else, I want to mainly hit on this one, and that is the movie Stoker. Uh, yes. Which, All right. Which I, I, I believe I had, I had hinted at that last pod that I was uh, going to watch that. Um, well, I did watch it. Uh, director Chan Wook Park, and if anybody out there has not heard of him, uh, fantastic, fantastic director, old boy, sympathy for lady vengeance, uh, get on it. If you haven't watched his stuff, it, his stuff is fantastic. Agreed. Um, so quick, a uh, plot synopsis is, uh, after I mean, I'm on IMDB here after India's father dies, her uncle Charlie, who she never knew existed, comes to live with her and her unstable mother. Her unstable mother happens to be Nicole Kidman. Uh, she comes to suspect this mysterious, charming man has ulterior motives and becomes increasingly infatuated with him. And that literally is all you need to know about this movie. It is so good. I gave it four and a half out of five stars. Wow. Um, it's not a horror movie, but it, it. I was genuinely surprised at how much I liked it, how well it was made, the very, very deliberate slow pace, but it was that mounting... It, right from the get-go, you know something. They, 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 he has such a good way of setting the the tone of the movie, uh, of his movies. This is no exception. It starts and immediately with even with the opening credits, you're like, oh, that's cool, but eh, boy, and it just slowly ratchets up the tension in the movie. Um, but it's one of those that this this came out when I was still in Florida, living in Florida, and it was playing at the theater right up the road from me and. I am actually kind of kicking myself for not going to support this movie in the theater because it's it's that good. It's such a good movie. The acting is fantastic. Um, it's suspenseful. It's creepy and weird, but in a in a very um, in in a way that that not, again non horror fans could enjoy. And so I'm any horror non horror fan out there that basically uh, a thriller, but the, a but thriller. Yeah, he, he's very good at that kind of thing, at ratcheting up the tension at a certain level. The way that slowly, the way that um, Kubrick or Polanski would do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yep, good good example. Yeah, and so it's it, you especially you've got to watch. Oh, movie. I'm all over um, it. I'll watch yeah. anything that guy. <laughs> that guy made Old Boy and Lady Vengeance. I'll watch anything he makes. Yeah. Uh, but his first being this is his first American made movie, man, I'm I am impressed. That was a very, very good movie. And it's it takes a certain director to get fantastic performances out of out of his actors and he can do it. He does it. He does it. They're all great. Cool. Um yeah, so. back to me. I watched yes. uh I watched a movie that um I should look it up real quick here, sorry. I don't even know if it was a movie, to tell you the truth. It was called uh, Mission of the Shark, the Saga of the USS Indianapolis. Um, now, can you guess why I watched that movie? Um, is this the one about the, the ship that goes down and the sharks that ate all the uh, yes. the people yes. in the water? Yeah, uh, that was that story was told in a movie, wasn't it? Jaws. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Yes, nice. And that is why I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, but I was very surprised because this thing has a, a okay. Well, I started watching it, and I'm going, okay, th this has all the markings of a uh, made-for-TV movie. It's from uh, 1991, and it, it seriously looks like made-for-TV. But I was surprised as I watched it that there's a lot of names in this movie. I couldn't believe it. Stacy Keach, Richard Thomas. Uh, I'm just going down the list here. David Caruso. Oh, wow. Um, anyway, there was just a bunch of character actors that 
you you watch the movie and you go, I recognize him, I recognize him, I recognize him. You know, you recognize him from all these other other movies. Uh, so I was like, okay, so maybe it's more than just a made-for-TV movie. Well, at the end of the day, it's pretty much a made-for-TV movie. Uh, it was decent, though. It was worth watching, I guess, if you were, like, really curious about that whole mission, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, mostly a lot of guys in the water yelling at each other. Uh, but, I don't know, I, I muddled my way through it, um... Meh. Anyway, <laughs> I, I finished up Walking Dead Season 4. Okay. Um, big thumbs up. That was easily my favorite season. Easily wow. my favorite season, and way more gory than any of the previous seasons. Like, in from the first episode of Season 4, it was like, okay, we are on a different wavelength here. We are, we are at a place where they're like, we have the biggest show on TV, so we can do whatever the hell we want. Um... There again, the show continues to be very good at um, getting rid of annoying plot lines. There, there, there are annoying cliche subplots that they bring in, um, where I, I, I will text people that are current on the show because I'm not; I'm a season behind, and I'll go, "Does this subplot keep going? Because if so, I'm going to turn this shit off right now." And they'll go, "No, no, no, that doesn't last the whole season." I'll go, "Okay, good," and then. Yep, they wrapped that subplot up in, you know, three episodes, and I'm, okay, you know what? I'm okay with it now, because they wrapped it up, and we're moving on. Yeah. Every, even from last season, they got to this prison thing, and they're all there, and, and you know what happens at the end of every zombie uh, thing? Is we set up somewhere we think we're safe, and we start farming. Nobody wants to see that shit. I mean, that's what everybody's gonna do when the zombie apocalypse happens. We're all gonna set up somewhere safe on an island and start farming. That's the boring part. Nobody yeah. gives a crap about that. And, you know, they, the, some of the stuff they did was right. That's what I would do, too. But that's boring. You're you're making a TV show for my amusement. And so <laughs> along came a, another guy and kicked him out of the prison, more or less. I'm not giving away anything. Uh, and then it was back to the road for for the better part of the season. I was like, thank God, finally. Get back on the road. Get moving. I love it. So I'm so back in. This ended on a huge kind of cliffhanger to the point where um, I know the shows are available on AMC.com after they air, and I was, like, so tempted to go watch the first uh, episode just premiered the other night. I was like, oh, I guess I I need to wait again. Wait a year, and then I binge on it. Yeah. Uh, But you need to get on board that train because this season was insanely gory and insanely great, too, because I I was afraid after three seasons that they're going to it's going to start teetering off. No, it gets better with every season. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I will. I know that's one season or that's one show that I know that I'm going to get into um, because I watched the first season and I liked it. But I just I'm like, oh, okay. well, I watched the first season and it ended kind of meh. So I just never... And you, you know, that's a very fair review, and I'll tell you, season... It's kind of like... Um, they get better in a way that you're like, oh, well, that was better than the first season, but eh. And then you go to season three, and you're like, oh, okay, that was really better than season two, but eh, it could be better. And then you get to season four, and you're like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah, <laughs> But they nice. they do continually get better. And every yeah. time there's an annoying subplot... It it gets axed every time. There's a, a person you hate or a uh, some dumb idea they're pursuing. It gets axed. It doesn't last forever, which is the best thing about the show, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Nice, good, cool, cool. Well, yeah, and, and being you're on TV shows, obviously, I'm going to hit on my Game of Thrones. Finished up season three, uh, which I thought was the best season yet. Now that show there, it's it because you say each season gets better at, on. Uh, so Walking Dead, um, you say that the you know the first season is good. Second, they all get better. First season of Game of Thrones was so good that season two had so much to live up to that there was a slight slight dip in in this the episodes. That's it wasn't okay. Quite as good, um, but then season three was right back up there. Uh, with uh, there was actually it's it's funny how the makers of the, the filmmakers on certain shows or movies or whatever they almost they know when there is a huge moment um and there was a huge moment in season three the probably the hugest moment of all of the the show thus far and it it happens and then the show ends and there's always you know the very similar music for the end credits here there was no end credit music it was just 
silence over the end credits. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I would have done too. That was so huge. No end credits music, just play the, the end credits. And it was, it was perfect. I love that. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's still, to me, the, it's the best show that has or ever was on TV. I am addicted to this show. Uh, well, because of your uh, talking about it, which I finally took the plunge. Since we finished up Walking Dead, we needed another uh, adult show for me and the wife after the kids are all tucked in. So we started Game of Thrones, and we're now about four episodes into season one. I, I Maybe, th- I don't know where I'm at. The uh, um, little guy just got locked up in the prison with the cliff wall. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay yeah. So we're yeah. we're very early on, and we're still trying to figure out what's going on there. But I really like the way it's written in that um, it doesn't tell you everything up front, and you're figuring out stuff along the way, and they're, they're, they use the uh, child getting their lessons as a plot device to tell you the backstory. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those where there's uh, there are certain times I'll actually go online just to make sure that I have all of the different houses like, OK, so that person's here, that person's here, the, just so that I know what's going on, because there's it's like there's a whole history behind this thing. And it's hard you know, to the, keep up with the names, you know, the, yeah. because this that I recognize the actors and stuff. But my wife keeps going, oh, well, and I'm not giving anything away. This was like episode one of the show. Uh, wife was like, oh, yeah, that that girl was banging her brother. That was an incest thing. And I was like, what? What are you talking? Oh, yeah. What are you talking about? How, where did you get that? Uh, apparently I, it just, I completely blew by me. I just thought yeah. it was a, the other night dude. I didn't know that it was, I don't know. Maybe I'm just tuning out their names or something, but then I had to go look it up on IMDb and then go, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but she was like, go ahead, say that again. Maybe in my bad ear. <laughs> So I can hear you say it again. I'm like, you're right. Shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's. I can't wait to to keep on watching this show. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. We're digging it too. It, it's again. We're still trying to get a foothold in a new series, and it always takes a little bit of time. It does. I know. There's always those. It just okay. Now I'm getting into the characters, and well, you're right. Co- you're absolutely right, though. Dinklage completely stealing the show. There's, he does. There's nobody else in this show but him, except for Sean Bean. There's him yes. and Sean Bean. That's it. Yeah, you're right. And and the more the more the show goes on, the more you're like, okay, now I see why this guy has been winning awards, and that now they're they they focus quite a bit on him because he's so good. And I'm guessing that. His character in the books, because obviously the books came first, I'm guessing that his character in the books was a very prominent character. If not, they must have changed it around in the show because he is very a very prominent character in the uh, in the show. Rightly so. He's he has fantastic. to. He, I mean, if he's not in the books, then I don't care. He has to be because he's the catalyst that brings all of these groups intertwined. You know. Yeah. And, anyway, yeah. they do a very good job of intertwining all of these different storylines. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. So anyway. Uh, Anything else for recently watched? Um, I have some other stuff, uh, but again, I know that we're, we're we have officially gone past our time. But I want to hit on. I've been re, I've been rewatching some of the Hellraiser movies, but some of those I'm and this might be a good part to if you want to talk about it at all. I'm a couple of those I'm actually going to hit on my own show. Well, well, um, let's transition into that. Uh, we'll okay. save those for uh, your show or for next. Okay, uh, because our next one I. I think our next pod's probably going to be a mega episode because we have so much to get to. I know. Uh, so many things we put on the list for October that, uh, wow, just all of a sudden <laughs> we have too much to get to and it's going to take us forever to talk about it. Um, so that'll wrap up Recently Watched. Before we get into, I don't even know if we're going to do Coming Soon. I, I don't really have that much Coming Soon. I'm still watching Arrow. I'm watching Game of Thrones. Um but I wanted to talk a little bit about your show, Cinema's Soft Underbelly. Eugene has uh, decided to spread his wings and do his own... Eugene's own show, Cinema's Soft Underbelly, which is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is focusing more on a very uh, niche uh, selection of cinema. Uh, the underseen, the unheard of, the horror... Tell us more about the show that you are doing on, on the side. Uh, well, yeah. Th- so obviously, Movie Freaks is that's this is my this is my pride and joy here. Uh, but I did I wanted to start a side show because we we cram so much into this show. 
Um, I, what I wanted to do was to have a, a, a smaller sideshow that's it's only about a half hour long, and that show focuses mainly on movies that you've probably never heard of, or if you have, you're like, oh, I think I may remember seeing something like that on VHS back in the day. But just movies that have really slipped under the radar. Not necessarily really old movies also. My next episode, I'm actually going to hit on a couple newer movies, but movies that, that I don't think that we should really focus on here on this show, but more... They have cool backstories, and I just want to bring those to light because they're they're interesting stories on how they got made, and they might not be the greatest movies, but it's they're movies, and I like to talk movies. Awesome. Well, I've been enjoying the episode so far, and I hope uh, we can get a little more traffic your way. Thank you. Um, yes. But uh, we will be pimping that, and as always, we want to pimp cinema sidekicks every episode i I need to work harder at that i I feel bad because they're talking about us we talk about them your show you're talking about both as well and i'm i always get too excited and and you you know me so you know it's not intentional it's just like well he's all wound up and excited he doesn't he doesn't he forgets (laughs) but i listen to both of you guys' shows religiously every time there's a new one i i get actually get mad at cinema sidekicks though uh because they do it every other week, and it's not enough. Come on, guys, come step it up. I need every week. It's not enough. <laughs> yeah. And I'm and I am actually going to be recording my uh, one, two, three, fourth episode tomorrow. I'm going to be recording. I have all my actually my notes are in front of me here, uh, and it's going to be an interesting episode because yeah, I, I'm dealing with a, a little bit more newer stuff that that you probably have heard of. And any listener out there might have heard of, but probably hasn't hasn't seen or hasn't doesn't know quite the backstory on it so it, it'll be interesting oh well we we'll look forward to that and i will of course put up all the information for your show and for this show uh the cinema sidekick show um but i think that's going to wrap it up for this particular show so as always you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com um do you have anything else to add sir I'm already looking forward to next uh, next taping. <laughs> We've got so much going on in, uh, in October. These these shows go so fast, and the planning, it's like all week long we're planning for, okay, we're going to cover this, 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 and then when it comes together, it's just a whirlwind of information. It's wham, bam, as fast as we can go. I love it. Yeah. Okay, well, hopefully our new uh, high-tech microphone situation works out well for this episode, and everything sounds way crisper than it ever did. And if not, well, too bad. Too bad. (laughs) Okay. Signing off. See you later. Okay, see ya. Bye.